Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, a few random headlines for you here as I uh, try to organize the studio with my stack of stuff here this morning. Uh, let's let's start with some of the military news here in the early bird report uh, uh, from the Marine Corps Times. The Marine Corps lifts its deployment COVID-19 vaccine requirement. Gee, uh, there you go. You think, you think about time, huh? You, you, what, you need more folks? Uh, you need more folks? Don't want to put the young, healthy uh, people at risk? Okay, so the Marine Corps uh, now lifting the deployment COVID-19 vaccine requirement. Uh, and then out of the Air Force. Uh, this comes from the Dayton Daily News. Air Force reverses adverse actions against those who sought vaccine exemption for religious reasons. Boy, isn't that really telling right there? They're, they're not even like, it's not about adverse actions for those who, who refused to get it after they went through the whole process and everything like, no, it's those who simply sought an exemption based on religious reasons. They wanted to deliberately punish the people that that just sought an, an exemption on on religious grounds. Probably did the same thing with for medical reasons as well. But anyway, that's a couple of the latest headlines here. I, I don't know. I, I don't think it was planned by Woody Harrelson. You know, the uh, famous actor Woody Harrelson. Remember him from Cheers back in the day? I loved him in White Men Can't Jump as well uh, back in the 90s. I know I'll probably play that movie before I go to the My 90s Playlist concert at the Metro coming up here uh, later this spring. But uh, Woody Harrelson, I don't, I don't know if he planned this uh, or not, but the funniest line, apparently he was on uh, Saturday Night Live on Saturday, and I, I didn't watch Saturday Night Live, but I did see the replay of his monologue. And the funniest line of his entire monologue, it, it was funny, it, it didn't even really get applause from the uh, the communists and anarchists uh, inside the room uh, in New York City. Uh, the reason I say the communists and the anarchists inside the room is because Woody Harrelson was describing his uh, his goofy political background and was he kind of he said he calls himself a redneck hippie and when he talked about uh you know communism and uh, what else uh uh anarchy yeah there were a few people in the crowd woo they did the the woo i mean it was like being at a uh, at a political debate here in montana and that's what that's what the democrats do to try to cheer on uh their candidates woo they do this obnoxious woo in the background and anyway there was a guy that did that to uh, communism and uh anarchy during Woody Harrelson's monologue. But towards the very end of his monologue, he slipped this line in where he was outright mocking uh, the COVID COVID cronies uh, for the past three years. Uh, The DailyWire.com has a story. The uh, DailyCaller.com has a story. I wanted to see how they, they summed it up here. Okay, here we go. Woody Harrelson stuns with SNL monologue about vaccines. Uh, Woody Harrelson basically, that was from the dailycaller.com. Woody Harrelson basically said, hey, they handed me this movie script and and I, I rejected the movie script because I was like, ah, there's no way. This is so far-fetched. There's no way this could be true. Okay, so the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together 
and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes. And people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea? Oh, I got a little bit. Of, uh, uh, that almost sounded like like back in the 50s on the TV shows where they would have the fake audience laughter. It kind of sounded like the fake audience laughter. They were, they were really uncomfortable. Like, oh, man, he just he just made fun of us. We went along with all this stuff. We were pushing it. We were yelling at, at, at people in grocery stores. Where's your mask? And, and now Woody Harrelson's making fun of us on his fifth appearance uh, on Saturday Night Live. Anyway, uh, yeah, who would have thought that that's script to that movie could even be potentially real, right? Well, it's kind of like the whole script to COVID-19 that the left-wing media was shoving down our throats. Uh, yeah, for those who missed the big news over the weekend, uh, the Wall Street Journal had the story uh, based off of uh, apparently a report that has now been put out by the U.S. Department of Energy. Republicans are demanding answers from the Biden administration after the Energy Department reportedly admitted COVID-19 likely originated in a Chinese lab. The Wall Street Journal publishing an exclusive report saying the department changed its assessment based on new intelligence. A spokesperson for the Energy Department responding to the report to Fox News saying, quote, the department continues to support the thorough, careful, and objective work of intelligence professionals in investigating the origins of COVID-19, as the president directed. Despite the Energy Department's findings, top national security advisor spokesman Jake Sullivan says there is no definitive answer on the origins of COVID-19. Ah, yes, yes. He, there he goes once again. This is the pattern that we see out of the Biden administration. Uh, th their own energy department has published this report, but the Biden White House has to downplay it because the Biden White House has to run cover for the communist Chinese. That is what that is exactly what you just heard right there. Everybody in Washington, D.C. knows damn well where COVID-19 came from. The real question is, was it intentional or not? Or was it deliberate? They all, they all know exactly where this came from. But, see, they had to throw out your, our constitutional rights, and they had to silence you and suppress your speech and, and shut you down on social media. If you dared even raise the question that uh, this outbreak of chocolatey decadence could have come from the Hershey, Pennsylvania uh, chocolate factory, right? As uh, John Stewart so eloquently put it here. They were trying to sign. They, they lashed out at a fellow Iraq veteran uh, and Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton. We had liberals here in Montana that were lashing out at yours truly here because we dared raise the question right here on this show. First, the spy balloon. First, the China spy balloon. Now, Alec Baldwin's movie is going to be filming. They're resuming filming on the movie Rust in the Paradise Valley of Montana. Uh, all right. Spy balloon to Alec Baldwin. We've been talking about our southern border and how we're going to secure that border. we got to start talking about how we're going to secure our Montana border. Aaron Flint here with Montana Talks. We'll cover a lot of ground coming up. This is the show where you get to talk statewide, 9 to 10. Good morning, everyone. It's time for the Daybreak Ag Report on the Western Ag Network. 
I'm Wayne Nordland, and this week I'm in Washington, D.C. for the National Potato Council's Washington Summit. The event is the NPC's annual meeting combined with their Washington, D.C. fly-in. Cam Coral, CEO of the National Potato Council, says that there are multiple priority issues that members will be taking to Capitol Hill this week to advance the future of the U.S. potato industry. We've got a, a number of different priority issues that we're going to be dealing with, Lane. Uh, trade is always top of mind. So, you know, as an export dependent commodity, incredibly important. But we've got some other things that, that are, uh, that are hot on the agenda for this coming year. You've got a farm bill that's being written right now. You've got nutrition policy. We've got some major, major challenges on the nutrition front. I think all of the organizations that support the potato industry are focused squarely on things like the dietary guidelines. You've also got all of the areas we're challenged in terms of government regulation. You've got a new WOTUS bill that's out there. You've got environmental policies that impact the availability of key uh, pesticides to be um, deployed on farms or prohibited from being deployed on farms. We want to look at all of those kinds of things. The National Potato Council is also keeping an eye on the fiscal year 2024 spending bill that's now being crafted to include language related to potato research and nutrition programs. And on the flight east, I also chatted with sugar beet growers from North Dakota, Wyoming, and Minnesota who are also traveling out to advocate for sugar beets out on Capitol Hill this week. We'll be right back. Rising interest rates have you concerned these days? Hi, I'm Aaron Oxart with Montana Livestock Ag Credit. Give us a call today at 800-332-3405 to find out about our competitive operating rate. Or if you're wanting a fixed rate secured by real estate with fixed interest up to 30 years that can help reduce exposure to your operation and put more dollars in your pocket, then we can do that too. Check us out at ag-credit.com, Facebook, Instagram, or just give us a call at 800-332-3405. Farmers know a thing or two about being tough, and they hold their wheat to that same standard. Their fields need to be able to take on anything, because there's no telling what tomorrow has in store. That's why Westbred brand wheat offers varieties like WB9590 and WB9719. Both offer high yield potential, standability, and are balanced with protein. Meet your standards of excellence. Plant Westbred. Performance may vary. Well, as we return back today, as I broadcast from the National Potato Council's Washington Summit out in Washington, D.C., this past Friday, the February 1st Catalan Feed Report came out, and it was down 4% below the February 1st, 2022 levels USDA reported. That actual number was at 11.7 million head of Catalan feed. As for placements in feedlots during January, they totaled 1.93 million head, 4% below 2022, while marketings of fed cattle in January totaled 1.85 million head, 4% above 2022. Now, with these February 1st Catalan feed numbers, we expect them to be very bullish, bullish, bullish. DTN's Shaley Stewart says seeing bullish reports like this will likely be 
continue the theme of the Catalan Feed Reports well through the 2023 calendar year, which is good news for everyone in the cattle market. It will be interesting, though, to see how the markets will react to this bullish news once they open here later this morning. And I really don't want to get egg on my face and predict what they may or may not do after 9 a.m. Mountain Time when the markets do start trading here on this Monday. But we'll have a full market report later this afternoon on the Western Ag Network. I'm Lane Northland. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, let's jump right into the phone lines here on this Monday morning, 294-0970. If you want to jump in on the conversation, Tim in Billings first up. Good to hear from you, Tim. Good morning, Aaron. Uh, you, you mentioned how the uh, Department of Energy had already responded to uh, the spin that Jake Sullivan had put on the uh, Wall Street Journal story about uh, how now all the people who said that coronavirus came out of China aren't crazy because that's kind of where it leads to. Uh, my question is this. Is the bureaucracy, are the people who, who are, you know, the inner workings of the bureaucracy finally getting keen to the fact and aware that our president is beholden to China and Ukraine and anybody else that his son made business dealings with for multiple millions and billions of dollars? That's and a are really, they actually mm, finally getting that's a good question. fear of our country's safety? Yeah, that's a really good question. Yeah, the deep state strikes back. You know, you got to wonder because this came from a Department of Energy report. Apparently, the FBI has already hinted at as much here. Uh, you know, Sullivan was saying, well, there's other government agencies that disagree with this assessment. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, that's the people that you got under your thumb, it must be. But no, that's a really good question that you ask here because. Yeah, especially if you're the Department of Energy. If you are somebody who's been a career uh, guy or gal at the Department of Energy, think about how embarrassed it must be to be a part of the, of the Department of Energy right now. Because who who is the most high-profile figure that has been in the Department of Energy recently? Can, can you name a Department of Energy official off the top of your head right now? I'll just throw that out to all of our listeners. Sam Brinton. The creepy cross-dresser yeah. guy who was stealing ladies' underwear uh, out, out of the, the baggage uh, claim at airports while he was traveling all across the country, likely on the taxpayer dime. You know what I'm saying? So if you're the Department of Energy, maybe you've finally had enough, and that's it. We're telling the truth now uh, because they have shamed this agency. Well, these people have got to have children and grandchildren, too, right? And And... Maybe finally they're like, wow, we are we are so far down this road of communism and socialism that maybe they're maybe the conscience is finally speaking up and saying, oh, wow, this is too much. I, I can't go along with this anymore. I just we I, I, I can't imagine that our military personnel haven't started looking around going, this is this is the guy that's in charge. I mean, this. This is really the guy that's in charge. Uh, didn't we take an oath to the Constitution, not to the president? You know, uh, I'm just, I'm just wondering when the rest of the country is going to. I guess my point is this: <laughs> I'm not going to hold my breath waiting for apologies for people who screamed at me because I didn't wear a mask, <laughs> didn't want to, you know, take an experimental drug that's been around for five minutes. But um, at some point in time. Acknowledgement that maybe being a little bit skeptical didn't hurt anybody, but just jumping on board 
with whatever people yeah. who yeah, exactly. to want to... D- don't hold your breath waiting your for them to apologize, but maybe they'll at least be a little more skeptical now themselves. Maybe, uh, right? But probably shouldn't hold our breath on that either. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. President Biden's top national security advisor says he can't confirm or deny a Wall Street Journal report that the Energy Department's concluded the COVID-19 outbreak likely started with a Chinese lab leak. There is a variety of views in the intelligence community. Some elements of the intelligence community have reached conclusions on one side, some on the other. A number of them have said they just don't have enough information to be sure. Jake Sullivan on CNN State of the Union. The Supreme Court hears arguments today in a case about the definition of identity theft. Tomorrow, it's student loan forgiveness. 21 Democrat-led states argue the president has grounds to forgive up to $20,000 for Pell Grant recipients and 10,000 for others. The GOP-led state challenges argue the plan is overreach without approval from Congress and that the plan will harm tax revenues. Fox's Ryan Schmelz in D.C. Stock futures are up ahead of the opening bell on Wall Street. America's listening to Fox News. All right, thanks to Tim and Billings for that phone call. Yeah, I wouldn't hold your breath about either one of those. Uh, I think I think all of the people who voted for Joe Biden, all the people who who fell for all this COVID garbage, uh, and and not just fell for it. Like it, it's one thing if you're just somebody who sat back and said, you know what, I don't, I don't know, uh, I'm skeptical, but but you still were like, well, okay, I'll just go along with it. I'm I'm, I'm not judging you. Uh, we're, we're talking about the people who got in your face and wanted to sh- shut you down and wanted to silence you and wanted to shut down your church, but wanted to keep the Planned Parenthood open. That's who we're talking about here, because I know there there were people who were who were elderly and you know maybe in you know vulnerable uh, conditions, and so I, I'm not gonna I'm not we're not judging you, right? You, you, you everybody had to do what they felt they needed to do, uh, and 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 it's why freedom uh, should should have continued to, to rule the day. Freedom did rule the day in places like Florida and Montana. Eventually, we pushed back against the Democrat governor at the time. We pushed back against these absurd county health officers who were abusing their positions of power. But good question by, by Tim and, and Billings. I, I think there's there's been a friction, uh, you know, that has been ongoing within our, our, our government agencies where, yeah, you've got the suit and tie wearing American patriots, that are, are are doing the job the best they can despite the political turmoil they've had to they've had to serve under. But I, you've got to think they've got to be deeply concerned about this about this threat of of China and the communist Chinese and and what is not being done by this Biden administration. I mean, t- case in point, I, I was thinking about this. I've got a uh, I've got a soundbite here, uh, a clip from Maria Bartiromo's Sunday Morning Futures yesterday. So uh, Governor Glenn Youngkin, the uh, governor of Virginia, uh, is pushing legislation to ban the communist Chinese from being able to own land, especially farmland in Virginia. Now, we've got legislation moving forward here in Montana. It's already passed at least one big hurdle. Uh, State Senator Chris Bogner's bill. Uh, I'm sorry. No, Ken. Ken Bogner. His brother, Chris, is a Purple Heart veteran. So uh, anyway, good, good family. But anyway, He's got the bill to ban the communist Chinese from owning land here in Montana. But, you know, I was thinking about this. It's like, so here's Joe Biden who will do anything with an executive order, who will do anything to to go around Congress to get done something that he wants to get done. Shut down the Keystone Pipeline all through just signing a little order. Just broke out his pen. Boom. Shuts down the Keystone Pipeline. 65 to $100 million that would have been flowing into eastern Montana counties. Gone. Gone. So why wouldn't he whip out his pen and just say, yep, yeah, uh, communist Chinese can't own land in Montana. 
Can't own land in Virginia. Can't own land anywhere in America. Why is he waiting for Congress to act? Would he even sign that bill if it got put on his desk, right? Uh, you know, again, they, they try to blame Donald Trump for, uh, well, uh, Trump weakened the brake regulations. And then the news comes out from their, their own reports. Yeah, the brakes had nothing to do with the derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. And, and Joe Biden, why will you still not go visit the people in East Palestine, Ohio? Oh, and, and even if you wanted to blame the Trump regulations, you guys changed all these other regulations, but not those? He's white. He's Liberty. He is Mark Levin, and you can hear him each weekday afternoon starting at 4 on News Talk 103.3 at AM 970. This is where Montana talks. You're listening to Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, you know, this this whole deal about the lab leak theory, uh, now a classified report has come out of the Department of Energy. For those of you just waking up and getting rolling with us here, the, a cla- the Wall Street Journal reporting on a classified report, the Department of Energy basically confirming that, yes, uh, COVID-19 came from that lab in Wuhan, China. I I'll never forget uh, State Senator Brad Molnar when he called in one time uh, very early on in the Rona craziness. And, you know, Senator Molnar, if, if you guys didn't know this, his wife escaped China. Uh, so she's one of those freedom loving, Trump hat wearing. Uh, former uh, former Chinese citizens uh, who who fled to America, and so so one time Senator Molnar called in. He said he said he said, yeah, he, he said you know what my wife calls uh, calls the coronavirus. You know what everybody back in China calls it? They call it the Wuhu flu because they know that it came from Wuhan, China. They they, they know it came from the lab to be more precise. So they call it the Wuhu flu. But, oh, boy, if Donald Trump called it the China virus, boy, did the, the, the left freak out. This is interesting. I was scanning through the uh, the Fox News radio headlines here this morning. Uh, give you a quick look at some of their headlines here. Uh, Peter Ducey's got a report. Democrats ready for new leader as economic worries continue. Uh, that's uh, based on some new polling that's come out. Edward Lawrence has another report that uh, should be airing on Fox Business coming up here at 7 o'clock. Pocketbook pains plague the president. 57% of Americans say they have less money compared to a year ago. 66% of voters say they disapprove of the president's handling of inflation. Uh, and then, of course, they've got the headline, Energy Department concludes lab leak the most likely cause of COVID uh, pandemic. But you, you look at all those economic headlines are, are tied into the disastrous response from blue state uh, Democrats, from blue state health officers, from blue cities, from blue counties. And the free states, the red states, I mean, think about it. They've been propping up this economy. The economic data has been much better in the red states than it's in the blue states. So what, what Joe Biden and the Democrats did was they had a, they, one, they cheerleaded a disastrous response to COVID-19 to begin with, with their lockdowns and their mandates and more. But then they doubled down 
on disaster with their disastrous policies once they took over. And John Tester has been his cheerleader every single step of the way here. John Tester has been downplaying the threat of China every step of the way. I wonder if we have old audio clips or you know, old statements from liberal Senator John Tester uh, regarding uh, lab leak theory and, uh, and China. And then remember when the balloon was up? Remember when the spy balloon was right over our heads here in Montana, and then even after it floated uh, uh, downwind a few states? Where was liberal Senator John Tester? Shh, he was quiet. It's the sound of his phony flat top uh, being buzz cut. He wasn't saying a dang thing of substance. But then after, it became very clear that Montanans were outraged at what China just did and what Joe Biden just allowed. Oh, then, then John Tester has to look tough because he's running for re-election. Uh, anyway, this is interesting. So uh, the other uh, – after I did that whole run-up of these uh, various Fox News headlines, the stories you're going to hear about here uh, more later this morning, this is the one that I was trying to get to because it ties in with the phone call from Tim in Billings. Over the course of the pandemic, more than 11,000 accounts were suspended from violating Twitter's misinformation policy. And around 100,000 pieces of content were removed for posting about the lab leak theory. In 2021, Facebook announced it expanded the list of misleading health claims that it would remove from its platforms to include those asserting that COVID-19 is man-made or manufactured. Elon Musk's Twitter files also revealing that the United States government pressured Twitter and other social media platforms to elevate certain content and to suppress other content about COVID-19. Uh, so uh, anyway, Grady Trimble on Fox Business is going to be uh, analyzing uh, big tech's role in this uh, in all this nonsense as well. But I just want to I, I just want to say something here. There were there were a few times over the past three years where I thought, you know what, this could be the day. This could be the day where I say something, and all of a sudden the the uh, the baggage cart from downstairs in the lobby of the hotel. All of a sudden, it's it's up here at, on the on the top floor of the hotel, and I've got to pack my stuff uh, because I'm because I'm I'm going to be booted uh, off the airwaves because of something I'm I'm going to say. But it needs to be said. Somebody needs to stand for freedom. Somebody needs to stand up against this nonsense. Somebody needs to speak out against these health officers that are abusing their powers. Somebody needs to stand up and, and speak out against this liberal governor that's abusing his power. And so there were a few times I'm like, you know what? It needs to be said, and I'm going to say it, uh, regardless of the consequences. But here we are still standing. And by the way, who's standing taller today? You are. We are. Because we didn't cower. We didn't we didn't bend at the knee and kiss the ring. Anyway, uh, I just want to. I say that also because I want to. I want to. You know, I also want to. You know, give a hat uh, hat tip to to our radio stations here as well. Our radio stations could have cowered. Our radio stations, you know, could have said, ah, "That's oh, you know, you're questioning the lab leak theory." Big tech says you can't do that. Big government says you can't do that. You know, those TV stations. They're all working remotely. They're wearing their masks. They haven't seen each other in years because they've all been working remotely and doing Zoom interviews. Zzz-wee. You can, you've been showing up. You, your producer, Travis. I don't even think Travis missed one day until he finally got to take some vacation. 
And some millennial kid complained about that because he had to come in before 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, anyway. These t- yeah, these, these, poor, these poor TV reporters with these woke companies and the BS they had to follow over the last three years. And, you know, here you are stuck at home doing your Zoom call interview, which isn't even real news. And and then you got to go to your your company's website for the latest woke propaganda. Anyway, it's uh, and then the Lee newspapers. Boy, there's you know for the for the few good men who remain <laughs> in the Lee newspapers, all the BS you've had to put up with, and all the propaganda that's spewed out of your state capitol bureau, cheerleading these lockdowns, cheerleading these mandates, cheerleading the Democrats at every turn, and yet the people of Montana stood up and spoke very clearly in the 2020 elections, and then again in the 2022 elections and it was such a surprise to all of these these tv reporters that had been cheerleading the democrats not all of them but some of them and to these lee newspapers reporters and then pick your favorite phony news liberal blog that started up in the last three years getting funding from who knows who to pump out their liberal propaganda and and they were all in unison basically preaching the same propaganda and they lost and they lost big and they were just in a daze they couldn't believe it because they thought that well if if we're saying this on Twitter, it's got to be true. If if everybody that else is saying it on Twitter, it's got to be true. They get in their little bubble. They get in their little Helena bubble. They get in their media bubble. And because of the rest of these woke liberal, liberal media mobsters are all reading from the same script, when the people of Montana came in and, and, and basically came in and took their script and ripped it up and threw it in the trash can, they were like, well, what? They couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe that the power of the people overcame the power of the liberal mob media. All right. Enough, uh, enough on that one here. Oh, what did, uh, what did Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin have to say about China and uh, how, how Virginia is, like Montana, looking to ban the purchase of, uh, of land, especially farmland in Virginia, just like we're looking to do the same here in Montana? Let's just be clear. China has one goal, world domination, to do it at the expense of the United States. They're using every avenue possible from, yes, saber rattling with their military to surveillance with balloons and TikTok. And, uh, and from trying to infiltrate our economic supply chain by using Trojan horse relationships like the one they have engineered with Ford Motor Company. And uh, in Virginia, we're standing up strong. We're going to make what? sure that our agricultural farmland is not purchased by the CCP. Uh, we've got a bill now through on a bipartisan basis that I will sign that will keep China from buying our agricultural farmland, particularly next to our nationally strategic assets like the Pentagon and Quantico and the largest naval base in the world. We're going to make sure that we keep these national strategic assets safe. We're going to make sure that TikTok isn't going to be used for surveillance with Virginia government employees. And Maria, we, we went to work to fully understand what was going on between Ford and a company called Cattle that is not just influenced, but but controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. All right, we'll play more of that here in just a second. Home Improvement Show, let's all go. It's right around the corner. You can register to win two pints of beer to Thirsty Street Brewing, compliments of Newman Restoration, and two $5 gift cards to Montana Melt Food Truck, compliments of Montana Melt. You'll also be registered for the grand prize drawing for an interior exterior window cleaning plus bonus dryer vent cleaning, courtesy of Alpine Window Clean. More to follow after this. 
Your morning cup of Sean. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. And this is where we now find ourselves. Is that the United States is giving good money after bad. And with no intention, a best case scenario is they they fight to a tie. And this is the problem with conflicts historically that the United States gets involved in. If the United States is going to commit militarily to any conflict, whether if, hey, if you're heading to the home improvement, protect our own sovereignty or the sovereignty of another nation, and you're not going to commit the resources that would be necessary to win, then we really have no business getting involved in the beginning. Because there's no end in sight here. The conservative underground meets later today on the Sean Hannity Show. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month. SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Most importantly, happy. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios. Trusted by the Northwest. Montana owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. Talking about the issues that matter to Montana. Statewide, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, phone lines are open for you, 406-294-0970. Also, see, we've got a message here from Less in Three Forks. Uh, I can't remember, but most stations cowered about the voter fraud where not one case got heard. We all know if one case would have ever been heard, it would have been a floodgate. Uh, There's hundreds of affidavits and lots of video. Didn't this channel also not cover election fraud due to pressure from higher powers? so when did we not cover it less uh did not cover uh what other show was talking not only who who we've talked with the montana election integrity project folks had them on a couple of times uh we talked about uh the documentaries uh that were produced that basically got got uh blacklisted uh by uh, countless other uh, programs uh, so, uh, yeah, I guess I'm assuming you've been listening in over the past three years. We've actually covered uh, we've actually covered that a lot uh, here on this show. Uh, and in fact, when it came to the legal challenges in particular, you know, I, I made the point on this show that like. In fact, one of one of the attorneys that listens to the show said you can't even gather enough evidence for a divorce case in a month or two, let alone gather all the evidence that is needed for an election fraud case and so when when many in the media were just being dismissive of of all of these uh, these legal challenges uh we were talking about it here on this show so uh not sure not sure where you're coming from on that one but either way happy to share your message thanks for uh sending us the note uh let's see into the phone lines we go 
uh, yeah, how many mules? Uh, it's been a while since we covered the, uh, two th- I think it was 2,000 mules documentary, but we covered that. Uh, we've talked about the Montana Election Integrity Project. Uh, we've taken phone calls on the topic. Uh, I think the only, the only topic where I, I don't waste people's time is uh, chemtrails, the crazy chemtrail conspiracy theory. Uh, that, I don't waste your time with that with that nonsense. But, uh, yeah, but other than that, we've covered uh, pretty near everything else. Gary in Billings on the phone lines. What's going on, Gary? Yeah, good morning, Aaron. Thanks for taking my call. Two articles in the paper that you may or may not know about the guy in Kalispell wanted to kill John Tester. Yeah, yeah. When there's a death threat against a Democrat, it gets a lot of attention. But when there's death, death threats against Republicans, uh, they're, they're, you know, the media is not as concerned about that. Well, I think John is going to have to figure out how he's going to plow his way to victory. Yeah, being, being a farmer, you know. <laughs> well, he doesn't spend much time on the farm anymore. So. <laughs> Just for photo ops. That's the only thing. He's, he's the photo op farmer now. The other point I have is in the paper, uh, these people write again about the, the damn Republicans are trying to ruin Mark Roscoe's reputation. And, uh, you know, these people don't understand that Mark Roscoe really duped uh, a lot of Montanans out of their their savings, their 401k plan, when he was a lawyer for Enrod and, and that breakup of Montana power. So... That Republicans aren't making his reputation bad. He did that on his own. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. We hear uh, all these news stories about former uh, Governor Mark Roscoe, who was governor in the 90s, who's endorsed a bunch of Democrats and liberal judges of late. We never hear what Mark Roscoe actually supports policy-wise, right? All we hear, well, he doesn't like Donald Trump. Oh, okay, but that doesn't that doesn't justify why you're opposing all of these other Republicans. We never hear from a public policy standpoint what he actually stands for because he doesn't say what he's actually for. He just says which Republicans he's against. Well, they're right again that the Republicans are being mean because he's not supporting their agenda. And how can he support being a Republican when he votes Democrat all the time? In fact, going way back, I was. I was part of his campaign when he was running for governor. I know him. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've talked with others who were around back then, and and they said, you know, basically back then he was a a pro-life Democrat uh, who, you know, if he was going to run, he he knew he had to run as a Republican, and now he's running from the Republicans. Pretty interesting. Gary, thanks for the call. Sorry we're short.